The John Morris Show, episode 132. The John Morris Show. Your life on code. Ladies and gentlemen, John Morris. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. This episode, I actually want to talk about everything that's been happening with ITT Tech. Now, if you're like me, you may not have actually heard of this. Uh, it was something I was going through the news a little bit. I always kind of try to keep up on tech news. And I was going through and started and saw this and started reading about, and it's kind of happening as we speak. So it's some of the latest and greatest, latest and greatest breaking news in in terms of the tech world. But I want to talk about it because I think it's relevant for us in two ways. One, considering your career path or, or your learning path and how you go about learning the technical skills that you want and need to learn. And so I, I want to try and hopefully steer you in the right direction in that regard. The second thing is, is I think this is just an indicator of a greater change that's happening in education overall uh, and, and the shift that we're going to see. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And I think that's important for your career path. Again, it's always, I always try to do this with you guys, show you things that are are happening that are that I think are going to happen before they actually happen so that you can be ready for them and you can you can take advantage of that happening and and as a part of your career and the moves that you make career wise strategy like people get this mindset look if I just go and I get learn these skills and I'll be able to do whatever there's a there's a huge benefit a huge part of your career is strategy and actually thinking these things through and watching trends and being able to take advantage of them and so forth. And education is a huge industry. And so if there's going to be some sort of shit, I mean, think about it in, in the music industry, right? Apple with iTunes, but iTunes hasn't always existed, right? And Napster was uh, something that came out that tried it a certain way that failed iTunes and Apple maybe looked at that and was able to change the way that they did it, do it in a more legit way. And like how many millions and millions, maybe even billions does Apple make as a result of iTunes now? So that one move, looking at that trend of, hey, something's happened with the music industry. It's being disrupted. Them taking advantage of that led to like tons and tons and tons of profits for them. So I'm not, obviously we're not Apple or Google or whatever, but maybe you could be the next Apple or the next Google, or at the very least, you can see what's coming and be able to take advantage of that in terms of your freelancing or the jobs that you choose to get into for more long-term security and peace of mind and job security. So again, I always try to point these things out to you, uh, out to you. Education is a huge industry. I really think it's being disrupted right now. I think it's going to continue to happen. There's a lot of political things that go into this. And I think it's important that we talk about them because it lays the groundwork for ultimately the way that I think things are going to go. And so I really want to dive into this and, 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 and go through this. Before I do that, I want to talk about real quick what I talk uh, I call the Bigfoot of PHP. So this came, comes up because I was watching a video uh, of Joe Rogan the other day and he was doing an interview on the Bill Simmons show, which Bill Simmons is a 
sports commentator that kind of has his own show and he brings people on from all over the place. And they were talking at one point about conspiracy theories. And Joe Rogan had done this show called Joe Rogan Questions Everything. And I guess Bill Simmons apparently is a big conspiracy theory guy. He likes conspiracy theories. And so he wanted to talk to Joe about this show that he did. And in the show, Joe would go and investigate a bunch of different conspiracy theories like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and all this stuff. And so at one point in the interview, this is what Joe, sh- Joe said about it. He said, when you do that show, and I met with the quote unquote experts about like UFOs or Bigfoot or any of these things, you find out there's almost no evidence. There's nothing. As you go deep into it, it's all just anecdotes. It's all just people saying this happened to them. But people are effing crazy. And I bring this up because it reminds me of certain developers. I know you've heard these people before, you know, sitting around their computer campfires, telling their developer stories. When I first started coding, we had to know how to count in binary and IDE. What's an IDE? We didn't have IDEs and... All I had was notepad and this big ass manual. And whenever I hear that kind of stuff, I'm just like, okay. But the worst one, in my opinion, is what I call the Bigfoot of PHP, which is this supposed monstrous lurching list of skills that you need to learn in order to be a real PHP developer. Now, the true believers will sit around the computer campfire on their little keyboards and tell you, you better have the manual memorized and you be able to you better be able to recite every function and its parameters off the top of your head otherwise you're just a noob and if you don't know how to do this then or if you use this tool or if you write this this way then you're not a real developer give me a break the truth is in my opinion that you can actually get started much faster that there's not This huge monstrous list just lurking out there that you have to find and tame. And if you think about it, that's kind of a relief, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine how freeing it would be to break free of this limited mindset and realize that you can get started right now, that you don't have to wait years and years and years and learn this huge monstrous list in order to start your IT career, that you can leave that horrific day job sooner rather than later? Well, in my opinion, one of the answers is to stop believing in these coder conspiracy theories and this Bigfoot list of PHP skills that you need to learn. So hopefully that sets you free (laughs) From from the conspiracy theory of the PHP Bigfoot. Now, module one and two of my PHP course will fast track you down that path. And right now you can get access to both of those for 10 bucks off the regular price. So head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash bundle to start learning the few skills that you do need to learn and grab it before the price goes up. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash bundle. All right, I got to take a break. Coming up, we're going to get into ITT tech and what I think this means for your learning path, your future, the opportunities that are going to open up for you as a developer. You're listening to John Moore Show. 
johnmorrisonline.com. You know, it's kind of funny. Every time someone uh, joins my email list, I ask them a very specific question. I ask them, what would you say if I could, if I told you I could teach you how to master PHP in the next few months? And I get a lot of interesting answers. Now, I get a lot of people who, you know, they say, sign me up. Where do I start? Let's do this, right? I get people who are a little more skeptical who say, um, it would depend on the details, you know, if it costs, what it costs, etc. And then I get people probably on the, the most skeptical end who are like, well, what does it exactly take to master PHP? And all these are really great questions. Now, let me ask you this, since you're here listening. What if I told you that you could learn everything that you needed to know for PHP to get started working full-time in PHP to actually get off of that nine to five you hate and start making your living as a coder. You can learn everything that you needed to know. 265 lectures, over 28 hours of content for just 37 bucks. I hope that your answer is a resounding yes, because I can tell you this is a very unique opportunity compared to the way I had to go through it and the way developers in the past have had to do it. So I don't want you to underestimate this because there's, you know, there's a lot more options out there now today, but I see people out there spending two, $3,000 on boot camp, spending tens of thousand dollars go, going to college. And you don't need to do that. You can get started in the next few months, learn everything that you need to learn and do it for just 37 bucks and learn from someone who's been doing it for a number of years now and knows exactly, they know what you need to learn, they know how to teach it to you, and they're going to do that. So that sounds like, you know, if you're one of those people that's, yeah, where do I sign up? <laughs> Head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP. You want to make sure and use that link specifically. That is an affiliate link, but it's also a discount link. So you're going to get 26% off the regular price of the course, and you're going to get access, like I said, to all 265 Lectures, you also get access to the chat area where you can interact with other students and the instructors. There's over 13,000 students enrolled in the course. Edwin Diaz is the instructor. He's been a freelance web developer for a number of years and knows exactly what he's talking about uh, and is in the there in the chat to help you, other students, and so forth. So you can get this taken care of. You can get PHP mastered, and you can get down the path, get on with your career and making your living as a full-time web developer. So again, don't underestimate this. Don't overlook it just because you may have heard about this stuff before. You can get this taken care of. And all you need to do is go to johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP. Welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. All right, so if you haven't heard about this, this I, what's going on with ITT Tech, essentially, first off, ITT Tech is calls itself a technical institute. And so if you haven't seen the commercials or anything like that, they, they essentially f uh, focus on teaching technical skills like computer science and programming and, and different electrical stuff and so forth. All these different really highly technical skills. And if you've seen their ads, the whole idea, really the whole pitch behind the ad is there's you're working this horrible job, you know, in fast food or whatever that you hate and you love technology and you can go to ITT Tech and you learn those skills and then you can go and be in your tech career. And they have former students, apparently, supposedly they're former students that come on and, and say how they were at ITT Tech and 
or they went to ITT Tech and they they made it through and now they love their career and so forth. So kind of your just standard marketing stuff. If true, then great. Uh, if made up, then, you know, pretty shady. So ITT Tech as an accredited institution, which it was until or maybe still is, but uh, here recently uh, as an accredited institution, you could receive federal student aid in order to go there. But apparently as a result of some sort of the, the federal government looking at it, some sort of uh, investigation, there was a report by the Atlantic that talks about for-profit colleges as a whole not really living up to what they say, um, although that wouldn't be enough for the government, I wouldn't think, to pull student aid from a specific institution. But the government has decided to pull federal student aid from ITT Tech. So if you're a student, if you're a student that's going there, you can continue and finish. But no new student can apply there and get federal student aid to go to ITT Tech. Now, that's huge. And it's kind of sad that it's huge. And that's part of my commentary here. But observers have said that this is basically a death sentence that there's no way that ITT Tech can operate without being able to accept federal student aid. And true to form, today, ITT Tech, across all its, all its campuses, has stopped enrolling students, and they expect it to file bankruptcy soon and basically be out of business. So that's what's going on right now with ITT Tech. And there's a couple different angles that I want to take at this that I think lay the groundwork for what I the point I want to make to you about your learning path and about where I think education is headed. And yes, this is political, but I think it's important to get into uh, to make sure that you understand where I'm coming from and the argument that I'm making and whether or not you accept it and, and it leading to what I think is going to happen. Okay, so it's important for me to get into this. So if you start reading on this, and and looking at the different articles, what you're going to find is a lot of people are really taking the for-profit versus non-profit angle, which I think is a bunk angle, by the way. Okay, I, I just think it's silly. But they're, they're, for example, this article from Gizmodo that, that talks about it. Here's the last two paragraphs of this article. He says, perhaps the saddest part about this entire fiasco is the ITT Tech Technical Institute it's just one of dozens of privately held and publicly traded companies known as for-profit colleges. Companies like DeVry, University of Phoenix, and dozens of others are operating by similar principles to ITT Tech. So that's the last, the second to last paragraph. Okay, so what he's doing is lumping all, taking what happened with ITT Tech and lumping all for-profit colleges into that as if and, and and says are operating by similar principles, but are they? Are they really? Maybe they are, but it's entirely possible that they're not. And there's no evidence presented in this entire article to show that they are. So it's it's making a very <laughs> kind of controversial assertion, making an allegation, really. Right? If if you're operating by similar principles to uh, an institute that essentially just got shut down by the federal government that had all of its federal student aid pulled because of supposedly shady practices. If you're saying that all these other 
colleges, for-profit colleges, operate the same way on similar principles, that's a pretty aggressive allegation. And you probably ought to provide some proof for it. But it's just mentioned as like this offhand thing of the evil of for-profit colleges. Now, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. Okay, there's a reason why I'm pointing this out, and we'll, we'll get to that later. So the second to last, or the last paragraph then says, although most of the other for-profit colleges have not been barred from accepting students using federal aid, we suspect they will eventually feel the wrath of the U.S. Department's Department of Education's ongoing crackdowns. Again, continuing with this allegation that all of these other colleges are operating the same way as ITT Tech, and they will be shut down just like ITT Tech was. Now, look, they might be. It's entirely possible that they are. But how about presenting some proof? How about actually showing that? And then he says, and if you're a student considering attending one of these colleges, I hope you consider a much better alternative. Attend a community college. Now, that last line is laughable to me. Now, maybe a community college, right? And so maybe I'm twisting it a little bit, but I would bet the same guy would say, or a regular college. Right, they would say a non-profit regular college over a for-profit college. To me, that's absolutely laughable. I mean, it's almost established fact. Is there anybody that really believes that a college education, at least here in the United States, is really that big of a deal? That is really going to get you, you know, the the whole line of, you know, go to a good school, get a good degree, and then get a good job, retire. Like, does anybody believe in that anymore? Like the failures of the secondary education system are so prevalent. They're the, they are the, the topics of all the political debates and so forth that we see. So to say, Hey, these colleges suck. Go to these colleges that suck. It it just seems silly to me. The other thing that I think it's interesting about this is how sad is it that a company can exist, a, 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 Institute of Higher Learning cannot exist, right? ITT Tech, it, it, it's, it could, like legally, just not accept federal aid and still take students, right? It doesn't have to accept federal student aid. They could just pay for it on their own, right? Except that's so laughable and so impossible that an Institute of Higher Learning can't keep its doors open if it's not getting federal student aid. That's absolutely insane. That coupled with the student loan debt problem should give you some indication of what's wrong with the education system uh, in the United States. And the fact that when I say disruption is coming, I'm making a very simple claim that disruption is coming, that this is a industry that is ripe for the picking in terms of disruption. And we're already starting to see some of that happen. Okay. Khan Academy, Udemy, you know, uh, uh, some of the other stuff that, that that's coming up in terms of these online education. I, the other day I homeschool and there's an actually a K through 12 online homeschooling program out there. That's only a couple thousand dollars a year. It's more than public education, but it's way cheaper than most private schools that you'd have someone go to in person that's now out there as an option. These things are happening. I mean, I homeschool and I use 
Khan Academy and IXL pretty much for everything. I pay Khan Academy. I don't pay anything. IXL, I pay like 15 bucks a month for it. So the, uh, and it's, it's great education, right? It's everything that I need, everything that I need to homeschool my child K through 12. And there's even certain college level stuff in there and stuff that you can't even, there's a course on entrepreneurship in Cotton Academy. You're not going to find that in K through 12 education, not a good course. Oh, and by the way, one of the interviews is an interview with a former CEO of Burberry. I mean, where are you going to find that in a local school district? You're not. Uh, Secondary education, very, very similar. So the education system is ripe for the picking. We're already seeing it starting to happen. So that leads me to my next point, which I think is really the point uh, that we should be talking about what what this sh- is shows to me is this idea of self-taught versus kind of co- college education by self-taught i mean online learning i mean con i mean you to me i mean the, the other ones that are out there that are available you know wherever individual instructors like some of the stuff that i do etc i think right now i mean Everything is in the context of value for cost, right? A lot of people like to say, well, there's no, there's no cost. You know, there's no limit to the cost of a good education. Yeah, there is. Uh, I remember Milton Friedman talking about this one time, you know, if it costs us $2 trillion per student to give them a quote unquote good education, would that be worth it? Because you have to remember, we live in a, a, a world of, of scarce resources, of limited resources. So there's only so much money available in an economy. So if you're taking money and putting it towards education, it's necessarily money from the economy that can't be used somewhere else. Okay, We have a limited amount of resources available. So if you spend $2 trillion per student in order to educate them, you're sucking up all of the other resources that would be used for farming, for transportation, for all these other things. All that money that people would have spent there is now being spent towards education. So is it worth making all of these people starve and not be able to, uh, not be able to go to work and not be able to, to farm and have transportation? Is it worth that? for this one person's education. Of course not. There's a limit to to the value. And so you always have to remember that these things are in the context of value for money or for cost, how much they cost. And in my opinion, I I know I have friends, I have brothers who have taken have gotten CS degrees and they come out of them and they're they're <laughs> I mean, they, they're taught programming classes and they don't know how to program in the language that they were taught. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, maybe they're exception, the exception, but I find that they're the rule. I get so many emails from people who have, oh, I've got my CS degree, but I don't know how to program this, that, or the other. I don't know how to do this, or I don't know how to do that. And I get that a CS degree in a lot of ways is about theory and so forth, but that's some of the point. What's the point of all this theory if you can't actually apply it? 
And even more than that, a lot of times the education that you're going to get at a college can will be years behind what the the latest uh, that's going on. I remember when I was in college and I I did go to college. I I don't have my degree by the way, but I did go to college for several years. And I was majoring in exercise science. And it so happened that because of my ACT score and so forth, I that the college it was a private college, you could your ACT score could test you out of certain gen eds. Well, I didn't have to take any I had to take like one one science class, I think, my freshman year. So my freshman year, I was taking my major classes. So I, I was taking uh, the physiology of exercise, which was a junior level course. I was in the class with juniors and seniors at the college. And the book, the textbook that we were operating off, off of and the studies that were in it and so forth was from the 70s. It was from the 1970s. And this was, you know, just right around the turn of the century, 2000, 2001, that I was taking this class. So it was 30 years behind, the, the, the textbook that we were using was 30 years behind where we were at. Now, in the technology world, it's probably not as bad, but even a year or two years, I mean, it's not that long ago that responsive web design wasn't a thing. But if you don't know how to do responsive web design now, like you're not going to be able to do anything. So just being a little bit behind, and oftentimes these, these, in these colleges and so forth, they're way behind. So the things you're learning aren't even, you know, they're, they're, they're not even the, the stuff that's the new that you, you need to learn. I mean, you, you contrast that with something like Udemy. For example, Android N just here recently came out and kind of rolled out. Udemy has a brand new course on Android N from a guy who keeps up on it and has created a course on Android N. Like days after Android N came out, there's a course on Udemy about Android N. iOS 10, same thing. iOS 10 isn't even out yet. And Udemy has a course for developers on iOS 10 because, you know, the, the developer stuff always rolls out before it goes live to to everybody else. So there's a full course on Udemy that's being constantly updated on iOS 10 and iOS 10 hasn't even been released yet. That's the difference. Not only that, but when you go to college, it's it's like the, it's not the buffet line. It's like you walk into order and they say, you can get this family meal deal, this family meal deal, or this family meal deal. You say, well, yeah, but it's just me. I, I don't need all of that. I just want this one little slice. Nope. All, all we offer is family meal deals. You have to get a family meal deal. Whereas something like Udemy or again, any of the others that are out there, they're like a buffet. There's all these options available and you can kind of pick and choose which one you want. And then you only pay for, for what you use. I mean, the complete web developer course by Rob Percival, which I talk about all the time, 235 lessons like almost 30 hours of content and it's you know you to me is messed with its pricing so it's hard to but the most that you can charge for course over there's 200 bucks it's been 50 bucks you can get coupon codes where you get it even less than that they'll do specials where you can get the course for 10 bucks why with that available to you 
would you ever spend thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars getting a college degree? Especially when uh, I believe this wholeheartedly. Yes, there's a lot of companies that say they need you to, that you need to have a certain degree in order to, to apply for the job. Almost none of them live up to it. That if you can show the skills, they'll forget about that in a heartbeat. And it's becoming more and more that way. So, again, I bring all of this up first for your learning path. I think it's insane this day and age to go to college and spend that much money for what you get out of it. I just don't think that you get that much, especially out of a a tech-related college degree. Maybe if you go to a community college, I I could see the argument there. So that's that would be one avenue is a community college, an actual local in-person technical college that has a good reputation. You've researched, like, don't just go to a college and think, oh, it's a college, it's good. No. Look at graduation rates, look at placement rates, all that stuff. Really research it if you're gonna spend that much money going to a college. But in my mind, if I could go back and do it all again, I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother. I can learn what I need to learn from the the paid courses that are out there on Udemy and so forth. You know, if there's gaps to be filled in, I can use YouTube a little bit here and there for certain things. Uh, All the information that's available on the internet. And I would go completely 100% self-taught route. I am still paying off my... Now, this might give you some insight. Maybe I'm jaded and biased, but I'm still paying off my student loans and I don't have a degree. And the degree that I was going to get was business marketing has absolutely nothing to do with my career field. And even though I do do business, I have a business and I market my business, what I learned in that, in that, I was six classes away from getting my degree. So what I learned in that degree program, I don't use at all. I use what I've learned from stuff I've learned on the internet, podcasts I follow, newsletters I'm on, courses I've bought from marketers and so forth. That's the stuff that I use. So I'm I'm making the pitch to you, the heavy-handed pitch, that college is probably not the best route. And I know that that's probably controversial and I'm going to get a ton of hate mail about it. But just looking at it, I really believe that. I really don't think it's the right route. If you find your if if you learn all the skills and and are really good at coding and everything and you find that you know these companies just won't hire me without a degree in this particular field then okay but I'd love to know that field maybe engineering obviously doctor and stuff like that I get but in a technical field especially programming something like PHP or web design and development It's crazy to me to think that you would need a degree for that kind of thing. Now, that obviously leads into then this idea that I believe that the education industry is going to be heavily disrupted over the next decade. I mean, the failures are all around us. It's a huge topic of political debate. And the debate isn't, is there a problem or not? It's, there is a problem. There's all this debt the the students that are coming out aren't getting placed. They're not as educated as we'd like them to be, et cetera, et cetera. Like nobody's debating that there's a problem. 
everybody agrees that there's a problem. It's just some people want to throw more money at it. And some people like me say, that's crazy. Let's not, let's just pull the money and let the market uh, work how it's supposed to work. But so nobody's debating that there's a problem, really. It's what to do about the problem. And that should tell you that this is an industry that's ripe for the picking. I like to use Khan Academy as an example. Look how big Khan Academy has become. Just how massive it is. I mean, it's millions and millions of users. And it doesn't do anything super special other than provide quality. Like, it's not even... I mean, Khan Academy is it's good quality education, but it's not like it's just blown away over the top, right? Like. I'm going through, uh, my son is in third grade. We're doing third grade math right now. And there's things that I wish it had that it doesn't have. So it's not just, just this phenomenal over the top stuff. It's good, but what makes it valuable is the cost. It's free for free for the, the, the value for the cost. It's out of this world. It's actually kind of amazing that they can give the 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 level of quality that they can and not charge for it. And again, there are millions and millions of users. That to me is the beginning of the disruption. Then you see a, a site like Udemy that is doing, uh, I believe, in the millions of revenue. These things, I think, are what the future of education looks like. And I think you're going to have non-profit, quote-unquote, like Khan Academy, Although I don't think they're technically nonprofit, but they don't charge. So you're going to, and then they're funded by venture capitalists. And eventually at some point, I think there will be a monetization scheme that will roll out just like it did with Facebook. And we'll see what that is. But you're going to have these kind of free education type setups. And then you're also going to have the Udemy's of the world that are going to charge. And then you're going to have the individual instructors, kind of like what I do, where I provide my own individual courses for specialized things. Believe it or not, it seems crazy, but PHP is a very highly specialized skill. So I think for specialized skills like that, you're going to have individual instructors. You'll obviously have courses on Udemy and so forth, but the real, but eventually I think you'll be able to go and if you want to go into, you know, astronomy or astrology well maybe not astrology but astronomy that that is a fairly specialized skill or engineering or whatever you're going to do that one-on-one in a, in a sense or you're going to do that with a single instructor not necessarily something on Udemy or, or Khan Academy but you're going to have a for those special like the the general kind of stuff that everybody needs and wants to learn is going to be handled by those big conglomerates but then you're going to be able to do specialized one-on-one classes and so forth for these very highly specialized skills. And the majority of education is going to happen online. That I think local, I mean, working with my local school district, I hope it's the case, to be honest. I think that that model is on the way out. Call it in-person colleges on the way out. And what's it's going to be replaced by, because people always say, well, yeah, but you need that one-on-one interaction. Yes, but it's going to be replaced by that one-on-one interaction happening online via video messaging and and chat and so forth. We're all just becoming more adept at this way of working 
And as the technology advances, video chat and all that kind of stuff will become easier and easier to do, be more uh, inexpensive for places where the expense of that is still an issue and so forth. And so I just think that the industry is just going to be completely disrupted. And so that means a couple things for you opportunity-wise in your career. One, if you're someone who loves teaching like I do, then I think that as time passes, there's going to be a bigger and bigger opportunity for you to get involved with education, whether it be teaching coding like I do, or it's teaching math or science or some other thing that you like. There's going to be a big opportunity for you to do that. There's also going to be the opportunity of building tools. Maybe you're the next Saul Khan, right? That builds the next Khan Academy for something else or just a competitor or whatever. Maybe you're the one that builds that. The next Facebook, quote unquote. If you're looking for the next big thing, I think education is one of those places where it's going to happen. Also, when choosing what companies to work for, I think is especially important when it comes to this kind of thing because you you know you want to it's probably not a good idea to take a uh you know a, a web developer position at your local school district or at the the local college that might not be the best job opportunity for you because that that job might not be around in 10 years or it might be molded into something else that you you may not be qualified for etc so uh, there's all sorts of considerations there. But I think it's a, when looking at the job opportunities that you want to take, it's important to look at where you think these companies are going to be 10, 20, 30 years from now. Are they going to be growing or on their, are they on their way out trend-wise? And again, I think the traditional institutions in education may not completely die out, but I think they're going to be severely, they're going to take a big hit. You know, they're they're... they're in the music industry, there probably are still record stores that exist. Like you can go and buy, you know, you can go to Best Buy and you can still buy CDs, right? It's still there, but there's no Tower Records. <laughs> there's no big you know, record store chain that you're going to buy all your records from, right? There's no, in the video industry, like Blockbuster, right? There's no Blockbuster anymore. You know, I think family movies still around a little bit, but all of those things are on their way out. They're being replaced by Redbox. They're being replaced by Netflix. They're being replaced by iTunes and the Google Play store with the movies and TVs and digital streaming and all this stuff. So you might not want to go get a job at Blockbuster. I, I know you can't, but that's the that's the point I'm making. That might not be the smartest move. So again. That's ultimately the point that I, that I wanted to make with this ITT tech kind of situation. I think it's an indicator of the problems that exist, the deeper issues that exist. And don't get me wrong, ITT tech, I'm not defending ITT tech. I really don't know anything about them. I've always kind of chuckled at their commercials. I've always kind of wondered they could be a completely horrible company and deserve everything that they're getting. I understand that. But to say that this is just a symptom of for-profit colleges, I think is silly. This is a symptom of the bigger problem that's happening in education, the disruption that is happening and I think is just going to pick up over the next decade. And some of the things that you can do for your learning path 
and for your career path to to deal with what's going to happen. Like I said, don't apply a block, block blockbuster, quote unquote. All right, I'll leave it there. I'm going to wrap up this episode with that. Hopefully you got some value from that. If you did, I'd appreciate if you'd like the episode so they know that you liked it. If you know somebody you could benefit from hearing this, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with them. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can do so at johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes on your iTunes device, johnmorrisonline.com slash Android for your Android device, or johnmorrisonline.com slash SoundCloud for laptop, desktop, Android, iOS. It's really available on all of that stuff if you prefer it. Finally, speaking of specialized education, uh, right now I am running a, uh, I have a kind of limited time offer for module one and module two of my PHP course. So if you're someone who's looking to learn PHP and really dive into that particular specialized skill set, then you can get module one and module two, which goes through module one's really the basic things that you need to learn, kind of introducing you to PHP, helping you kind of start to get your head around it, working with variables and if else and switch and some of those things. Uh, And that with building kind of a basic contact form that you could use uh, in, in your career. Module two, we step it up a notch. We get into sessions, we get into cookies, we get into some of the more advanced skills in PHP. And by the end of it, create a kind of full featured multi-page form that retains data from page to page using sessions submits to a MySQL database and so forth and and really get more into the advanced skills. So if you're looking to learn that kind of thing, I have a bundle available where you can get both module one and module two for $10 off the regular price. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash bundle, but be sure to go there before the price goes up. All right. Thanks again, everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time. You know, one of the big mistakes that I see a lot of developers make is they make learning how to code much harder than it has to be. For example, I see a lot of developers who think the list of skills that they need to learn to master PHP is pages and pages and pages long. It's not. Now, I've said this before, and I will definitely say it again, but there's a foundational set of skills that you need to learn in order to be functional as a PHP developer, meaning that you can execute on projects and get paid. This is the fallacy that is so prevalent in the PHP developer community, that there's this ideal set of skills that you have to learn and that you have to be the absolute greatest developer in the history of mankind in order to be able to get paid to code. You don't. You simply need to be able to execute on projects. I talk about end results all the time. You need to be able to deliver end results to clients because that's ultimately what they want. But when you focus on these foundational skills and learning only those first, the things that will allow you to execute on projects, what you realize is that you can start getting paid to code much faster than you probably ever thought because you haven't set this idealistic, unattainable bar for yourself to reach before you allow yourself to take paid work. You can start now when you can execute on a deliverable, when you can complete 
a, a single project, when you can create a contact form or a business website, when you can execute on that, you can start. And you can start then building the life that you wanted that you got into this all for the, in the first place. Instead of continuing to slave away at some job making somebody else rich. Anyway, you can learn these skills in my free course, The Beginner's Guide to PHP, which you can enroll in at johnmorrisonline.com slash learnphp. And it's going to teach you these foundational skills so you can get started right now. Again, it's a completely free course that you can take at johnmorrisonline.com slash learnphp. Don't wait on this. Head over there right now and get started building that life.